this week's episode of What the Hex. This is Halloween week, so we decided to cover the Salem Witch Trials. I'm Shannon. I'm Archie. And I'm Joe. So a lot of you guys, um, like myself, are probably, you know, aware and a little bit familiar with Salem, Massachusetts. Um... But at the same time, I knew exactly, Joe, you're going to fucking get me for the way I'm saying it. Just know that I can't say things sometimes. Um, I, I like how all I had to do was look at you for you your You that stern little Just fucking grin on your sm- face. You fucking turtle. All right. So um, I knew an okay-ish amount uh, of things about it, but I never really dug deep into the history of it, what happened and, you know, the specifics, uh, if you will. And I've watched Hocus Pocus a bunch of times, so I felt like I had a handle on it. But um, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So I uh, gathered some notes here from um, the History Channel's website on just kind of a basis of Salem. So I kind of turned it around a little bit into a nice introductive story, if you will. <clears throat> In the spring of 16. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't actually talk like that. It's like yeah, good, uh, Crocker was, from no. Forever. Really hot pants. I don't, I don't sound like that. We don't need none of that in here. All right. <laughs> in the spring of 1692, a group of young girls in Salem, Massachusetts, claimed to have been possessed by the devil himself. They then began to accuse other women of Salem of witchcraft. This began a massive wave of chaos that spread through Massachusetts. In Salem, there was a special court to begin investigation on these cases. Bridget Bishop, the first to be convicted, was put to death that June by hanging. Soon after, 18 others joined Bishop to the Gallow Hills of Salem. Over the next several months, 150 more men, women, and children were also accused. By early fall of 1692, the chaos started to wind down, and the people of Salem started to turn against all the trials, and by the court of Massachusetts, they dismissed guilty verdicts who fought against these so-called witches and gave those families involved protection. After all that was said and done, suspicion and bitterness had plagued the town of Salem, and all the trials would remain in history. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, a fun little fact here for people who are fans of the movie Hocus Pocus, you have the three main witches, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. And it turns out that... The names of some of the witches accused and, you know, taken care of uh, were Mary, Sari, Sari, Mary, Sarah, and a girl named Elizabeth, who in Hocus Pocus, the little girl at the very beginning, her name was Elizabeth. So it kind of struck me as that maybe they got most of these names from the actual accused 
from actual Salem. So I think that'd be a really cool take on the movie if they happen to to do that. Now, obviously, Winifred was uh, their own was probably their creation. own kind of thing. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool if there was a connection there. I also feel like everybody in that time was named Mary, Sarah or Elizabeth. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, I think the three first girls to be accused were Sarah, Sarah and uh, girls started with like a T. It was like Tibtha or not Tibba. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. See, you paid attention. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I just think that's crazy. They're just like, oh, Sarah, uh, Sarah. You know, if your name's Sarah, get the fuck over here. We're fucked. Everybody named Sarah just line up. You're a witch, mm-hmm. and then everybody in the population is a witch at that Gone. point. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to actually cover a little more in depth the history of what Archie just told you. So the Salem witch trials occurred in Colonial Massachusetts between 1962 and 1963, and more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft, aka the devil's magic, and 20 were executed. In January of 1962, Reverend Paris's daughter, Elizabeth, as Archie said earlier, age nine, and his niece, Abigail Williams, age 11, started having fits. These fits made them scream, throw things. They uttered particular sounds and, and contorted themselves into strange positions. A local doctor blamed the supernatural. Another girl, Anne Putnam, age 11, experienced similar episodes. On February 29th, under the pressure of magistrates John Corwin and John Hawthorne. I also feel like everybody was named fucking John, too. Yeah, that was very popular back then, I feel like. They just couldn't get, like, more John creative. James. John, James, whatever. Jingle Heimerschmidt. Da, 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 da. John, John Jingle, Jingle, Jingle Heimerschmidt. Uh, Your name, name is my name, too. too. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways. So they blamed three women to be afflicting these girls. Tichaba, who was the Paris's Caribbean slave, Sarah Good, a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne, an elderly impoverished woman. All three women were brought before the local magistrate and interrogated for several days, starting on March 1st, 1962. So apparently these women, if, if they claimed innocence, they basically would just torture them until they would confess to these crimes they clearly did not commit. And um, if they did say they were witches and who they were working with, then they would let them go and live. But they had to go like accuse somebody else. So that's why this kept going forward, because people would like... Be like, oh, yeah, well, okay, I was a witch, so they don't die. And then be like, and my aunt is in on it, too, because she's also a witch. So then it just kept putting the blame on other people. So more people would get accused. Yeah. So Osborne claimed innocence, and so did Good. But Tichaba confessed, The devil came to me and bid me serve him. She described elaborate images of black dogs, uh, red cats, yellow birds, and a man who wanted her to sign his book. She admitted that she signed the book and said there were several other witches looking to destroy the Puritans. All three women were put in jail. With a seed of paranoia planted, a stream of accusations followed for the next few months. Charges against Martha Corey, a loyal member of the church in Salem, greatly concerned the community. And the reason why she actually was charged was because she didn't show up to church a few times. (laughs) And their church services were three hours long. So I don't blame good old Martha. (laughs) Probably woke up and was like, you know what? 
I'm going to tend to my garden. <laughs> you know what? Today, I'm I'm not feeling well, so I'm going to lay down for Jesus. But this really concerned the community because if she could be a witch, then anyone could. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm going to lay down for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like the height difference of the chairs because I can just sulk in like this from around. Uh, that was just, it got me off guard. That was funny. So... The magistrates even questioned Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter, Dorothy, and her timid answers were construed as a confession. The questioning got more serious in April when Deputy Governor Thomas Danforth, um, also Thomas is another name that's super Questioning a four-year-old? Oh, it gets worse. And his assistants attended the hearings. Dozens of people from Salem and other Massachusetts villages were brought in for questioning. But on May 27, 1962, Governor William Phipps I think that's how you say it, Phipps, ordered the establishment of a court order of Oyer, and that means to hear, and Terminer to decide for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex countries. I hate that name, Middlesex. Um, the first case brought to the special court was Bridget Bishop, an older woman known for her gossipy habits and promiscuity, which I feel like that would really kill a lot of people nowadays because they're just gossipy and promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like 99% of everybody nowadays? Imagine, yeah, pretty much. How many, yeah, but imagine how many people today would just like wake up in Salem in 1692, just like die. Oh my like, God. Oh my God. That would be they the wake true, up and die. That would yeah. be the true Squid Games. They woke Honestly. up dead. Like, you have a tattoo, dead. You look funny, dead. You sing really well, dead. You, you know, you didn't go to church, dead. You didn't, you have a dog, dead. You looked like a, you would like to eat chicken, you dead. Like, just, I don't know. But hey, the most effective way to check for witches, tie them to a stone. If and they, throw them in the water. I would say, if they, if they sink and don't resurface, they're not, they're a, not witch. a witch. But they're also dead. Yeah. But, but if they come back to the surface, and they're a witch, and they burn them. So when Bridget Bishop was asked about her witchcraft she responded i am as innocent as the child unborn the defense must not have been very convincing because she was found guilty on june 10th (laughs) (laughs) she became the first person hanged on what was later called gallows hill five days later respected minister cotton mather wrote a letter imploring the court not to allow spectral evidence testimony about dreams and visions so basically sometimes they would make their case because somebody's like i had a vision that martha was a witch and they're like yep she's a witch put her in the gallows so that was pretty stupid i mean hey cut and dry right there <laughs> case closed open and done court case by noon we're done let's go eat lunch the court largely ignored this request and five people were sentenced and hanged in july and five more in august and eight more in september on october 3rd following in his son's footsteps increase mather which i don't know if that's his name increase mather that's a terrible name um then president it was of harvard 1600s you're right but i mean we have bad names now true um, he was then the president of Harvard, denounced the use of spectral evidence. It were better that ten suspected witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned. So that's basically the quick version of the Salem witch trials. We also have actually a few disturbing facts. And I actually, I got that article from the Smithsonian Magazine. Oh. So you know, it's, it's right top notch. Oh. The Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. 
So a lot of people actually think, too, the reason why all this crazy shit happened was because of burgot poisoning, which was a poisoning of rye that had gone. You sent me this. A rye? Yay! <laughs> it went awry, like Archie said. So it was rye that went bad that people were eating. And you know back then, everything went bad and everybody died. So during the witch trials, many tests were created to determine if somebody was a witch. In this case, an accused person would have their finger tied to their opposite toe and lowered into a body of water. If they floated, they were a witch. But if they sank, then they weren't. To the danger of the course was drowning. And if they left the suspect in the water for too long, they would die. Also, they would make witch cakes. What are witch cakes, you ask? Another test involved creating a basic cake out of rye flour and a cursed person's urine. They'd feed the cake to a dog, and if the dog showed the same symptoms, then the witchcraft was proven. At that point, the dog would reveal the witch. Why a dog? Apparently, they believed dogs had a close association with the devil. Which makes my heart hurt, because I don't think that. I mean, Severus. I mean... Yeah, but if I think of like spelled backwards is God. <laughs> That's true, though. We should have, you should have presented that testimony. Yeah, I'll go back in time and just fuck up Salem. So they also had another test, and that was called the touch test. With this test, it was believed that while the inflicted person was having a fit, if the witch touched them, the fit would stop. So they'd have the accused touch those having fits to see if the fits would stop, and as you might suspect. Once the accused touched the inflicted, the fits would stop and they'd point to the accused and call them a witch. Animals were not excused from the trials. Like we said before, dogs were suspected of potentially being linked to the devil and being the devil himself. So in one case, a girl accused a neighbor's dog of bewitching her. The villagers executed the dog with a firearm, but their priest, Cotton Mather, claimed the animal wasn't the devil because the devil wouldn't have died. Also, people were pressed to death. The way that they executed people during the trials was pretty weird. In one case, highly successful farmer Giles Corey was accused by three women of witchcraft. When convicted, the villagers put him on his back, placed a wooden board on him, and then gradually placed heavy stones on top, crushing him to death. Actually, this lasted for like three days, and he would just keep saying, more white. So eventually, um, his eyes started to bulge, and his tongue was bulging out of his mouth, and he was still alive, so that sounds very torturous. And yeah, so that sounds fucking awful. Oh, there was also door-to-door witch hunters. Um, People would go to people's doors and knock on the door and be like, hey, do you have somebody in your life that's a fucking witch? You can report them. And then they'd be like, you know what? Mary Jane down the street, she didn't let me borrow a cup of sugar, so she's a fucking witch. You think if I did a flip, they'd be like, witch? Yeah, they, you would die right yeah. there. They would probably start throwing stones at you. Be- <laughs> <laughs> You're just flipping against the stones like, witch! Yeah. <laughs> you would definitely be a witch. Just imagine going back there and doing like, like card tricks. Yeah, dude. Imagine being a magician back in 1692 in Salem. Oh, my God. They probably wouldn't. Chris Angel. Imagine Chris Angel just strolling up. Like, hey, guys. Just levitating. (laughs) He would be fucking dead. They would either bow down to him, thinking he's some kind of, like, deity, or they would all throw pitchforks at him. I feel like they were so religious with, like, Christianity. They'd be like, you're the devil. But just imagine imagine if you were a sword swallower, too. Swallow a sword and be like, you cannot kill me. Right? Someone, like, tosses a sword at you. You catch it. 
<laughs> kill me. Like, this is immortal. I'm the eater of the swords. You cannot kill me. You cannot defeat me. I can never die. <laughs> and you levitate away and go, set it on fire. <laughs> yo, and then, yo, and then you levitate away and you go, Chris Angel's my free. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next Saturday on Discovery Channel. <laughs> oh and then here comes David Blaine. But, uh. Just staring at the camera. David Blaine. David Blaine. Blaine, Blaine Street Blaine. Magic. Um, also, there's a common misconception that witches were burned at the stake. And while that popular myth points to burning witches at the stake, no one was actually executed this way. Um, though some thought that burned at the stake happened in Europe, hanging was the popular mode of execution in the United States. So the total casualties were 20 people who were executed due to the trials. 19 of those people were hanged at the gallows, and Giles Corey was the one pressed to death. I always thought that they, like, killed more people with the, um, throwing them in the water and shit. Yeah, that's intense, man. That's very intense. <clears throat> when, uh, you were going over your, uh, your story, I thought, how cool would it be if we had, like, the director <clears throat> of the, uh, Conjuring movies, James Wan, if we had him make a conjuring based movie but of the salem witches and stuff that'd be cool it'd be so cool right so i initially went to to google to kind of like you know make sure you know like hey who was it for sure that did it well he's produced a lot of movies and he's of course directed a lot of movies well one of the next films he's going to produce is called salem's lot no you're How literally like we're just that? like manifesting things here how weird is that so I read a little bit into what the synopsis of that movie is going to be about. And essentially, it's going to be about uh, vampirism and vampires, uh, more or less. Fucking threw me off the name. Yeah, it did for me, too. But I just thought that was super crazy to see that. I'm like, he should make a movie about Salem. And I scroll through his future upcoming movies, and it's Salem's Lot. I'm like, nah, nah, dude, like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sheesh. Salem's Lot. So a lot of times in the past, we've made these podcasts, and... Um, We'd talk about a certain subject and then something in the news would come out like yeah. a week later about our subjects, which obviously you guys wouldn't know because we don't produce this the um, podcast quickly because of my slowness. But that has happened. So we kind of manifest <clears throat> things here. Call it now. Salem part two. But check it though. I'm saying like just sometime keep a in the near future. Sometime in the near future, we're gonna get like a Salem witch trials part two. Yeah, check it out. So people are gonna burn it's, people. It's I a, actually that didn't happen. Uh, hang people from the gallows. They're gonna be like, you, you have COVID. Know. We're burning you. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it's gonna go. It's we gonna just go. all revert back into de-evolution and fucking just. Hey, witch. Return to monkey. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Bring that meme to back to life. Return to monkey. Return to monkey. Now it is your turn, my friend. <clears throat> well, it's funny because I have these are just. We should do an entire episode no, like this. One no, day. I'm shooting that down right now. <laughs> it's be quite. I will lovely. not even record it. I will. Quite I will lovely. make sure that my computer is not operational for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite devastating. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. I hate my job, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> now, as Victorian people, we fought inside of burnt hands and don't wipe our ass after we shit. <laughs> I only require the most lovishly velvet when it comes between me cheeks. Yes. 
So we don't wipe our ass unless it's pure silk. So what the heck's podcast is looking for a third co-host to fill the spot of, of one of the co-hosts that just, you know, happened to not show up anymore. Oh, he just showed up at your house. We record at Joe's house, so he's got to show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're wrong. I don't have to show up. I can just be like, hey, by the way, everything's gone. <laughs> There's nothing in the room anymore. He moved. It, yeah. He just did those. Moved, changed his name. and. How weird is it, though, that The Conjuring House is in... Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Salem, Massachusetts, and they're only roughly like ninety miles apart. Maybe there were some fucking demons around in there. <laughs> some like, demons. Massachusetts, I mean, that's some, like, man. Hard, like scary energy that probably left a imprint on that. And nah. And they said too, like um, I don't know how close they're, they the are. The Conjuring. Um, well, I don't. I mean, as far as the actual history goes, I'm paraphrasing, and I'm kind of basing off of uh, what the movie was was going against here, but. Uh, that was about a witch. Really? Yeah. How do I not remember that? Yeah, which was uh, basically the cause of it all. I'm going to have to rewatch that, but not alone in my creepy house. No, you got to do it alone in your creepy house. <laughs> no. You could have the little girl who laughed at you dancing no. uh, keep you company and watch it with you. No. So for everybody that's listening, um, <laughs> there was a time, I think two years ago or so, um, I was sitting in my boyfriend's dining room and he was like sitting at the table and I'm just like doing something goofy and he's videotaping me. And as he's videotaping me, just like doing this goofy thing, you just hear a woman giggling in the background. I could actually probably play it for them. Um, and there was nobody else in the house, but the two of us and I'm the only female. So I'm going to play it for you guys. You just learned how to do a double voice. I just learned how to talk while I'm also talking. All right, so this is a clip. So I'm going to play it one more time. You can hear the laugh after the first, and what bitch. So clearly somebody thinks I'm funny. <laughs> somebody from like... 150 years ago, just like, I said that same thing to my neighbor. It's so weird, too, because the laugh was audible to us. Like, we heard it. That's awesome. So, like, I just thought it was, like, maybe some, like, the dog walking around on the floor, but. Yeah, your your house is showing, like, no fucks given. Zero fucks. Did you guys see the video of the, um, like, since you were talking about, like, animals making the noise, uh, there's a video of a cat that um, legitimately barks like a dog and then just stops and just stares at everybody like, what the what the hell's going on? Like, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> and people are like, skinwalker caught on tape and it's literally this itty-bitty little tiny like kitten. They're like, it's like a group of people that are like, oh, look at the kitten, look at the kitten, what's it do, what's it do? Because they're all confused and then it looks at all of them and just goes, Ooh, and just stops. Oh. And everyone's like, what the, what did you just say? What are you, and like this itty-bitty little cat just, woof. I was oh, like, shit. what the fuck? It's probably like, oh, shit, wrong animal noise. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. fuck. Uh, and uh, that led into another uh, potential skinwalker video of, I don't know how doctored it is or not, but I like, it's just pretty cool if it wasn't, like, if it was all, like, legit. Mm-hmm. But it's this dude sitting in his bedroom, and he has the door open, and he's like, I'm hearing my own voice from yes. down the hall. And I said, like, that's the one I said that to me, too. I was too scared hey, to come here. <laughs> come yeah. here. Wow, fucking weird. Hey, come here. Come over here. 
And it's like, according to this guy, it's his, it's literally his own voice, but it's coming from down the hall. All it does is shut the door. Yeah, he's like, fuck that, <laughs> shuts like, the yeah, door. He's like, yeah, fuck that, shuts the door. Yeah, so I got, uh, these are some terrifying ghost stories from Salem, Massachusetts. And this one completely contradicts the death of Giles Corey or Giles Corey. Giles. Giles, which is a stupid ass name. I guess it's better than Thomas or John. I mean, it's, William. it wins in the unique award. So he was um, a supporter of the witch trials, testified against his own wife, and then got charged with being a warlock himself. So, like, <laughs> what a pussy. oh, how the tables have turned. And, um, Obviously, he uh, and refused to enter a plea during his trial, which got him the um, punishment of being pressed to death publicly. And it says during his torment, he reportedly shouted at uh, Sheriff Corwin, damn you, I'll curse you in Salem. And it says four years later, he died of a heart attack at the age of 30. Corey's ghost is believed to haunt the Howard Street Cemetery, where he appears as a bad omen. So, like, if you see him, bad shit's going to happen, I guess. <laughs> you just and get a diarrhea attack. You just <laughs> die instantly. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, big old boulder just falls out of the sky and be like, damn you. Like, more weight. <laughs> and it says, witnesses saw his ghost just before the Great Salem Fire of 1914. Hmm. Revenge, bittersweet, I guess. Yeah. She's like, ah, yes, you've stoned me to death. I will set fire to your whole goddamn town. <laughs> oh, Giles. Oh, good old Fucking Giles. Old uh, and another one is the Joshua Ward house. So retired sea captain Joshua Ward had this brick mansion built in the mid-1780s. But during the 1680s, the land has been owned by the notorious... Sheriff George Corwin, also known as The Strangler. Oh my god. Yeah, what a nickname. Jesus. Oh shit, it's The Strangler. What do you think he's dangerous for? <laughs> Probably the type of guy that doesn't wash his hands after going to the bathroom. Even though everybody there didn't do that, and that's why they all died, so. <laughs> died of bad hygiene and not from actual witch trial bullshit. Honestly. And not even having um any sort of like sewage system. They just shit in the streets and... Shit in buckets and throw it at people. They shit in buckets and pour it in the river and drank out of it after that. Yeah. Efficiency. <laughs> Efficiency. Like, recycling. Man, this river's taking a tasting, uh, extra rye today. And it tastes like the rye bread I ate earlier that was also bad. <laughs> but, uh, after his death, um, his family had him, uh interred in the cellar because it was too cold to bury him and they were worried about Salem residents dismembering his corpse in revenge. Oh my so, god. Very well liked guy, loved by his community, outstanding in his field. Well with a nickname like the Stranko, you gotta expect he's like a stand-up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging around, Just having hanging fun. Around, strangling people once strangling people. Be like, oops, my hand slipped. Aha Oh, you're dead? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his body remained in the house, in the basement, in the cellar, for several years. So once he thought out, they're just like, eh. I don't yeah. feel like burying this yeah. pussy. Yeah, but that, it was for several years before being moved to uh, the Broad Street 
or yeah, yeah, the Broad Street Cemetery. Several ghosts now reportedly haunt the spot where his house, the Ward House, is still standing, including Corwin himself and, I guess, Giles Corey just decides to show up there, too. They're all just hanging out in the ghost world. And they said that the angry ghost of a woman with wild black hair has also been seen. Really? She's believed to be another victim of the trials. Hmm. See, the, the wild black hair would scare me more than, like, seeing a man in, like, 16th century garb. You yeah. know, like, just the hair. I yeah. feel like that's just, just like, all crazy, just, like, static electricity just straight out. You're like... Nope. No, thank you. Like, Great, you- Scott. I'm going to pass on this one. Hard pass. Bye. No, thank you. I'm going home. I'm like, bitch, you seem sh- you've seen some shit. Who hurt you? And then this one is the famed House of the Seven Gables. It was apparently built by another sea captain. Good old John Turner. Good old John. John Turner. John Turner. John Smith Turner McKerner. <laughs> And uh, three generations of the Turner family lived there before it was sold. And the new or- owner kept another captain. Because apparently there's nothing but sea captains here. Seamen, if well, you will. Only Massachusetts captains, is right by the Only thing. captains can own this household. Only you know, captains. What if that was one of the requirements for buying like buying certain houses? Oh, you must be like either you must be a captain to buy this household. If you're not a captain, how dare you even think about looking at this property? <laughs> Go back to the fields, you swine. You are not a seaman. You oh, are you're only, a landman. You're only a lieutenant. How dare you? You are not a captain. <laughs> Be gone, filth. First mate. Ha! You can go live in the shack. And <laughs> the undercarriage of whatever ship we might be selling. First mate, more like no mate, you'll never find no one. <laughs> <laughs> no mate, you'll never get your dick wet. <laughs> because you're unless, not a seaman. <laughs> unless you jump in the cold, dark depth of the ocean. Other than that, Where not even in the bathtub. Your destiny lies with the deep below. That was <laughs> really good. <laughs> what, are you going to go into like a fucking Jack Sparrow rant next? <laughs> Davy Jones. <laughs> D- Davy Jones coming on over. Just, Somebody. Just, damn you, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> this is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Been a while since I heard that yeah, one. I'm about to jam to it on the way. Yeah, over. same. <laughs> you are home. Still gonna jam to it on the way. Out. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk outside and walk back in. Just go and just kick the door. It's a couple turns around the block. <laughs> you are home. <laughs> same. <laughs> you in your car and drive around the block. I'll go. I'll just go sit in my truck. Put it in. Just put it in gear. Back up like five feet. Put it back in a drive. Park the block. Like man, that was a good I just, drive. Like man, I just parked it. A song came on. I'm gonna sit in my truck and listen to it before I go to my house. There you I, go. Is your road a dead end too? No, it's a you. Oh, I was supposed to say. Yeah, funny if you, if you start in his house end. and you run around this U and come back around, it is like. Point three five of a mile. Usually, and then if you do it, no, and if you do it twice, it's like seventy something. Because I ran last night after we worked out, I did two laps and it was like seventy something. Good for you. Good on you. Like no, I just wanted to like because we just got done working out. And I just wanted like a good run before I, I called it quits. And he just wanted to pump you up. And pump. Guys, I was trying to get myself to go to the gym today, and I, I was hoping this coffee would help, so hopefully I go to the gym after this. Do you guys know that reference? 
What? The Hans Bros? I'm Hans, and I'm Hans, and we're here to pop... That you sounds up. more familiar than anything I've ever heard. How do you not know this? What is it from? I, I don't remember what it's from, but I just, I, I remember it just so vividly in my head. And it's just mm-hmm. one of the things that just randomly pops up in my brain every now and then. Like, I'll just look at something and like, or just be talking to someone and just, I know where it'll pop into my head. Of, uh, I'm just, we just want to pump you uh, up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is that in my brain? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining on this episode of What the Hex? I'm your host, Archie. <laughs> I'm Shannon. <laughs> And unfortunately, I'm Joe. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Instagram at What the Hex Pod. Be sure to listen and share with your friends and family. Uh, prefer- preferably, probably not like your grandma and stuff like that, because there's a little bit of swear words. Yeah, show it to your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Unless your grandma's cool, then that's cool. Exactly. If your grandma's cool, show it to your grandma. Yeah. Yo, grandma, check this shit. If you think that your peers, family, whatever that may be, will enjoy the type of content we are producing, please give it a like and a share follow us on instagram and hit it up guys this is fun we're here to have fun valley girl okay hold on a second okay so valley girl valley girl valley girl valley girl Yeah.